Hello and welcome to another remote episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. He is back in his home. He's not in town. It was fun having him live. But we got to go over all this stuff because there's one big thing that happened. One thing I forgot to mark down that I'm going to talk about at the end of our main pile. Um, but we want to make sure you guys all check us out. Go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Um, I was on today a bunch playing two different times. Um, the first time I also was opening them up some uh, Pokemon cards so people can watch that and see what kind of hits we get. Um, but make sure you go there and it has all of our links to Tim's Twitch, to my Twitch. So if one of us is not on, you know, the other one might be. You never know. We mostly stream at night, but, you know, go check it out. I will be doing some YouTube uh, videos tonight. To, I'll, probably, I'll probably be editing everything tonight to get it out because I work this weekend. Should have done it today, but I was streaming and then doing yard work. So it is what it is. Um, and as per usual, we're going to lead it in. We had two people pass away. The first one. When Tim wrote it down, I was like, wait, what? Because I didn't get no notifications. I didn't see nothing anywhere. And he wasn't even that old, which is kind of weird because usually when you get a person, it was a coach. When you get someone of that age who passes away, you know, so obviously I see a thing here. It says that um, uh, the Los Angeles Times did a thing. But other than that, um, Jim Fossil. And he was like, you know, when I was getting older, um, he, so he basically was like, you, you heard the name Fossil and that you knew it was a coach, you know, for some team, whatever. Um, oh, wow. He last coached for the, that's right. Yeah. He coached for the Las Vegas locomotives, the semi-pro team um, from 09 to 2012. I don't think it, it even was, exists anymore. Yeah. He was head coach, general manager, and president. Yes. And I remember that because that's what they were doing. They were, they were bringing in big time coaches to be like, to run the teams. Yep. Oh man. That's. Yeah. Well, uh, shoot, I didn't know. I mean, he's, he's a California boy born in Anaheim. Um, and then played quarterback at uh, Fullerton college USC in long beach state drafted as a quarterback seventh round by the bears, in the 72 draft. Really? So I had no, did not know that. They played briefly with the Hawaiians of the WFL. So, but I mean, famously, what he's most known for is going to the uh, Super Bowl as New York Giants head coach, going to the Super Bowl. And um, when was it? 2000, uh, 2000. And that's when they lost to the Baltimore Ravens. So, but I guess, yeah. I think he, I think he, um, Coached for him too in the end. Yeah. Yeah. He, he worked he worked with them. I, I literally he left the Giants for the Ravens. So yeah, he, he had a a pretty good stint with a lot of a lot of teams. Um and uh obviously he passed away of a of a heart attack in uh in Las Vegas. Yeah. Which I believe was Yeah, I mean that's that's so sad because I mean, there's no, I mean, nobody, nobody really said anything. It was so quiet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Normally you get some, especially for a, a Super Bowl coach may, he may have not have won it, but they had a, a run there for, you know, a couple years. 
Um, you know what it say? Ninety-seven lost to the Vikings, a wild card game. Uh, ninety-eight, ninety-nine, nothing. Two thousand, like I said, lost the Super Bowl. Two thousand one, nothing. In two thousand two, lost to the Niners in a wild card game. It's sad. It's sad, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, R.I.P. Obviously to him and yeah, you know, to his family. Especially that's what's crazy is is now what's what's weird to me was I can remember being a lot younger and seeing someone died at seventy one, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that seems you know normal. And then now you look at it and you're like, wow, man, that guy was so young, and right. you know, it, it is sad. And um, the next person was seventy four when he passed. Um, and that was Ernie Lively, which m- most of us don't know who he is because so it shows him he was in something in 2020. Well, he had 112 acting credits. Wow. But, um, he's not really, you know, the face you wouldn't remember kind of thing, but he is Blake, Le- 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 Blake Lively's father. So that's what basically, um, you would most people would know him for because I mean like okay well he was in Turner and Hooch as a motel clerk he was Chief Biggs in Passenger Fifty Seven which involved it's on a plane what, the Chief I mean what, what is that you know what I mean so you know nothing too big I didn't see how he died and it doesn't say anything on it really oh cardiac complications wow. so oh we're recording but yeah the wife says hi hello. Um, so she's going to make it the podcast. I don't know if you heard it or not, but it's all right. But um, yeah, so it's a cardiac complications. Another one. So um, that's just that's crazy. Um, oh, wow. And his last name is not even lively. He's he was born Ernie Brown, Ernest W. Brown. So maybe there was an Ernie Brown or Ernest Brown before. And so they changed their name because people don't know that. Uh, that's why, like, a lot of people have, like, their middle initial in it, and their name is because you have the, you know, for working rights, whatever. So, um, you know, RIP to them. Uh, we may have missed some. It was kind of not not short notice, but, um, he, you know, the Lively one just popped up on my feed today. So, um, so yeah, uh, today is almost all positive. There's a couple of negatives, but um, the first thing we're going to lead in with is Seth MacFarlane's TED spinoff t- TV series is in the works at Peacock. I didn't really see anything that was what it was going to be involved. I'm assuming it's going to involve, you know, the character of Ted. Um, you know, they're probably not going to get Walt, Mark Wahlberg to come up, come back, and it's probably going to be something mostly CGI. Could it be easy just to have Ted running around doing stuff? Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask you. And like I said, I saw it, but I didn't read any um, articles on it. Um, or, yeah, uh, if it was going to be like. Ted the movie was live action. Obviously, he was CGI, or if it was going to be animated, a la you know the Family Guy and American Dad. Uh, I, I don't know the whole thing because the, so the thing is, is um, when you when you break it down, I don't even like to go all out looking into it because in in reality, when you're looking at what they're doing, and until they have a finished product, I'm not caring, honestly. Yeah. Because there's another topic we're going to talk about after the next thing. Um, so I'll just bring into it. So the Powerpuff Girls are reshooting pilot with a new script. So literally, you could be getting all excited about the Powerpuff Girls, Powerpuff Girls, and all of a sudden it completely changed. Which the so you know okay, okay Seth MacFarlane and Ted spinoff coming working in the works at Peacock. But the Powerpuff Girls, they have a cast, they have people going, and uh, one of the characters is Cameron Dove, 
And um, she basically, I guess the writer even said, or the director said that, look, we were doing reshoots. It's not because we don't like the cast. It's because the script that they had the pilot done for, it felt too campy is what they said. So basically people think that they were trying to make it be so much like the cartoon that it made the people look cartoony when you're trying to, you know, because, I mean, you could do that with any superhero comic book character, everything. You can make them super cartoony. There are certain things that you want them to do that makes you reminisce and think of the character, but you don't want it to be too much like that because then you're running into huge problems because people are going to be like, well, this is not what I expected or, oh, my gosh, it is what I expected and it's horrible because they're trying to make it look like the actual the actual show. Yeah. Yeah, like like you said, they're kind of trying too much to pull. Yeah, it'll be nostalgic, but it'll be nostalgic in its own way because it's going to be the Powderpuff Girls. You don't exactly. need to go full bore into hey, it's needs to be just like um, the animated one. Uh, you know, too too much into it because then what you're going to get is they'll watch the pilot, maybe one one other uh, episode, and then it's like, no, you know what? I tried to give it give it time, and it's just. It doesn't work for what they are doing. It's not working out. No, exactly. So uh, I know that a lot of people, you know, they see, they get all excited. They're like, oh my gosh, there's gonna be a Ted spinoff. I'm like, you could, you can only imagine. So uh, uh, people don't realize, okay, so the office, there's an episode called the farm in the last season. That was the pilot. It was going to be called the farm, which it was going to have Dwight run the farm with his brother and his sister potentially having angela and other people can you every once in a while but it was going to be about them running the farm and they didn't like it so they made it an episode well the thing is what do you think happens to the ones they film they don't go with that don't have a show that they're on they just literally go into I, apparently some places will put them like in a reel and i remember i think we were like i think it was either our junior or senior year was when they did the it's where how it's always sunny got to become a show where they did a contest basically where they gave people time to film like a a pilot in their own time doing their own stuff and they magically picked that one up but i guess there is somewhere like a a reel of all those put together and i think it would be great to see those because i mean powderpuff girls is getting lucky because the network didn't like it and uh, I'm assuming because I think it's going to be on the CW, I think. So it's something like that. I know they are a little bit more to reworking stuff and making things better for everything as a whole. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, one thing, the next one, my friends are freaking out when I posted it. So that there's going to be a new Lord of the Rings movie coming to theaters from uh, it's going to be it's going to be called The War of Rohirrim. I can't pronounce that. It's R-O-H-I-R-R-I-M. People are freaking out, but you don't know the time. I don't know the the timeline, I don't think. Um, I'll pull up the article real quick because I was like, it was was weird because I like when they bring out this new stuff because especially people, um, uh, some people, okay, so they, they look at, they look at, they look at the movies, they look at the shows, they look at all the different things, and you're always like, I wonder what this could be. And I feel like with 
Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and all those different kind of the, the ones that are like nostalgic and things like that, people will kind of just go, oh, whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. Not necessarily a positive thing because they can ruin things. Um, and it says it comes courtesy of New Line Cinema and Warner Bros. Animation. The company's team is to bring a Middle Earth anime to life. The movie will be titled that. And okay, it'll be set in the same timeline as Peter Jackson's films. 20 years after delivering award-winning the Lord of the Rings trilogy based on the comic book. Okay, so they're partnered with Warner Brothers, and they're going to produce an anime feature directed by acclaimed filmmaker Kenji Kamiyama. So it sounds like they're getting someone who's experienced with the anime style. So it's going to act as a prequel to the tale found in Jackson's film. So um, that sounds like it's going to be a good idea for those of you guys that are into Lord of the Rings. I know Connor's going to like it. Uh, from Concon's Cantina, and I'm gonna make fun of him for it because he keeps talking about how he knew he wants he's gonna do the, the uh, Concon's Cantina is doing, um, uh, they're doing basically like watching the movies and commentating. So what you do is you watch it and you go one, two, three, start, and then they commentate as the movie is playing. And they did the first movie from Lord of the Rings. Now they're doing the second one. I go, I still haven't watched it. And he keeps getting mad at me. So I just think it's hilarious. Uh, I don't know, Tim, you don't, you don't like Lord of the Rings, do you? Yeah, I never got into any of the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, any of that, all those movies that were going on at the, at the same, same time. But it probably, I mean, I don't know, like you said, with, with Connor and them commentating on it, it might be the best way. I don't know me personally to get into that because probably then, you know you get that if there's any questions maybe they answer it or right oh wait what's going on there but then the next part it gets answered right um, with it it's like what they do all the time with the director's commentary or what right um, and the other thing is is you know connor and justin have a lot more knowledge in certain aspects of different fandoms so it is kind of a beneficial thing to have it so yeah uh, the one the one thing they're not going to be happy about which is their their podcast is basically based on this is uh the mandalorian which uh season three has not yet started filming uh the book of boba fett just finished and um was it ming 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 house for what's her name uh ming na uh, I can't remember her name. Um, the one that plays Fennec Shand. Uh, she just posted a thing. I guess it was, uh, you know, celebrating the end, the wrapping of filming uh, of the Book of Boba Fett. And they have yet to start filming The Mandalorian. And uh, one thing I think is, is they did say they would not film it like back to back. It's going to be fi- Ming, Ming-Na Wen. That's what it is. So her name is Ming-Na. Ming-Na Wen. Um, but they said they wouldn't film them together at the same time because they do use the, what do they call it, the, the void? Void, yeah. So they do both use that. So I can understand why. But they're saying they might not still start filming to the end of this year, beginning of next year. Now, what I think they're doing is a lot of people don't realize WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, all of those things were filming at the same time almost. They were almost all filming at the same time. Once you get things dialed in, what you want to do is you want to actually have your crews sp- spread out a little further and not have them all doing stuff at the same time because then you can probably maximize your content. Um, I'm going to talk about Loki at the end of the ep- uh, at the end of the main section, but you got to think if you have a hit like you have with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, 
WandaVision, I truly enjoyed it. Some people didn't, but okay. You have Loki, and then you have the She-Hulk series that they're casting right now, which could start filming and beginning of next year. So if you start staggering them out in the right area, you're going to have a, a nonstop run of shows. You know, and depending on what happens with the Bad Batch, you could have an, the animated thing going too. And I'm just, I, I'm okay with this. Uh, they want to get it right. And I know there was a lot of controversy um, with Pedro Pascual, and maybe they're trying to work on that too. I don't know. I just know that I think that the 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 panicking is a little too soon because we're still going to get something. And people people have said that the Book of Boba Fett may be like a Mandalorian season 2.5. 2.5, yeah. And what I agree with that is, is I it's not filler content. But so people people that like The Office know they had a series called The Accountants that was online, which it was just the accountants that did little filming things in, in between, you know, stuff. So they had content going on the Internet during the summertime. And with the way that everything's going with streaming away from television, I feel like it's going to make a big difference because when we were younger, Tim, what do we watch in the summer? Reruns, right? That was it. Yeah. Yep. So now they have they have everything from they have summer series, they have mid-season replacements. So basically if a show's doing bad or they have a problem and it goes on hiatus, they have a show to replace it. If they have a show that gets canceled, they have this floating show that was supposed to debut in the summer, but hey, look, we'll start it early in May or April and we'll have it roll into the summer and blah blah blah. So they have so many different options. Now, if you have content running 24-7 then what did literally what's the point of having any other app? You're not going to, unless you're like us who want sports. What, what, what do you, if you have all this original content, you have all the stuff we talked about last time with, like you said, the, um, uh, the attractions on the behind the attraction thing, they have all these documentary series. They're becoming their own entire conglomerate. And now that they have Fox and all this different stuff tied into it, like people don't realize some of the funnest stuff I've seen so far on Disney plus has nothing to do with Disney really at all. Like the star Wars, where you go through the different landscapes is phenomenal. I would watch that for five minutes straight, not saying anything, just trying to, because when you first watch it, it looks like it's just, you know, uh, I think they start on, um, Hoth, I think. Yeah. I think but so. when you see it, you're just sitting there and all of a sudden, you hear the A-wings go by, and you see them, and you're like, wait, what? And then you see the rocket land that is carrying the probe droid, and then you're like, wait, this is from the actual movie. Like, this is like a different area, a different look from the movie. And, like, it's literally a 12-minute, I think, or 15-minute thing that just you can play in the background, and that's how much they're putting into the content for Disney+. Plus. So if you're freaking out about Mandalorian Season 3, just know that they're making sure it's a hundred percent the best quality product you can find. It's not like they're half, uh, you know, doing a half job or they're trying to rush it. That's what Disney plus has done great of the main things. People said they didn't like about WandaVision had nothing to do with the quality of the show. It had everything to do. They just didn't like the way the show was going. So, you know, in, in that case, you're not going to have that problem if they take their time and do it right. So, I'm very optimistic. I don't worry about the delay, but I get some people who are frustrated or upset because everyone does love the Mandalorian. Well, and with that, everyone wants it out now, 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 now. 
So it's like, you know, like you said, you got the Book of Boba Fett coming out at the end of this year. Mandalorian will come out the end of next year. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like it, anything. Like when Stranger Things is going on, you binge watch the season. Oh, when's the next one coming out? Oh, a year? Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like any of those uh, those popular Which, ones. I mean, that's, that's what we based this podcast off of was the fear of missing out. It's yeah. called the FOMO cast because when I watched the first season of 13 Reasons Why, I have fully believed at the time that if they would have released it week by week, people would have a different view of the show compared to binge watching it all in one sitting. And I think that's true because I know for a fact when I'm watching whatever show that is on now. So New Amsterdam is one that the wife and I like. And so we were watching it and you know, life happens. We're doing stuff. We don't always have time to catch up on stuff. So let's say, for instance, we miss a couple weeks. When you watch three episodes in a row, it changes the viewing experience. You're going to miss more things. You're not going to pay attention as much because after that, you know, you're in it the 40th minute, especially with Hulu, where it goes, skips the credits, really. You're basically just sitting there vegging out because everything is just rolling so fast. So my thinking is, is look, this take them taking time is not that bad. And like Tim said, we could even, I, I would, I would wholeheartedly believe. So Loki's coming out right now. They don't know. We don't know if it's going to have another season. No, we don't know if nothing about it yet. So you have Loki and you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which both like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they're pretty sure is going to come back as another show. Well, if they both do, that means in February, I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out. I think it was February. Can't remember. No, no, it was April. So if it comes out in April, and then they have it come out June Loki again, and they do Book of Boba Fett in like September or October, and they do Mandalorian in December, I mean that's a big chunk of time that's covered by the show. So. You know, I feel like they're doing this. It is strategic. I almost guarantee it because there's no reason for them to not to do something like this because who cares? They don't I mean it sounds mean, but they don't, they don't really care about what we yeah. think about it. And those are just the big shows. You got other stuff coming out on other. I mean, on the same Disney Plus platform, but not necessarily in uh, Marvel or Lucasfilm. You got Correct. National Geographic. You got just the regular Disney stuff. You got Pixar stuff that they you know, put out as well. Um, like well, said, I think, those, yeah, that's right. Cause the Luca just came out. The, the Luca, yep. that one, that one just came out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Which that one was quiet. Cause they have, they have it in the theater too. Do they? I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a lot, a lot of stuff coming, coming in. It may not be big stuff. I mean, some people will be big, um, you know, to others. It just may, Hey, here's something to watch. But, you know, until the next big thing comes out, which means put views on that, which it's it's good for for that program. I mean, I feel like 95 percent of the stuff is it's like, hey, look, your kid likes Bluey, which I actually have to force the kid to watch Bluey because he prefers live action stuff like out of the box. But I think it's legitimately for people that have kids like me who have it because their kids love Disney. And then 
at night I can watch Loki. I can watch The Mandalorian. I can watch Caesar Milan on the National Geographic stuff. I can watch Dr. Pohl. I can watch Gordon Ramsay doing his traveling around the world. Like there's a there's a it's it's pretty insane. What's funny is it's it's actually funny how they put it all that stuff at the bottom the national geographic and all the other stuff so in reality if you wanted to see something like that you have to scroll for about you don't know 10 15 minutes it feels like just to get to the bottom and go okay you know this is this is what we got down here and um i I, dr pole my aunt got me onto that one because he's pretty funny guy he's a veterinarian but yeah so don't freak out. Calm down. There's a lot of other stuff coming out, and I'm sure they're going to have movies and things like that because, you know, obviously Black Widow's coming out. Um, I heard Cruella was phenomenal, so I do still need to do, need to watch that. And I'm working this weekend, so maybe next weekend we can do that. But um, yeah, it was just it's a it's 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 it, everyone needs to calm down and just you know slow your roll. Right. But if you are freaking out, feel free to tell us. Let us know why. Why are you freaking out? Go to linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcastgaming and find all of our links there. I do understand why some people are because it was already in fighting. So what if this cancels everything? We'll see. But um, in reality, Mandalorian season season three, I mean, technically, because it's called The Mandalorian, you have to have a Mandalorian in it. But it's debatable if it has to be Pedro Pascual, even though I think it should be. And even though I'm, I'm mad about how some of the stuff ended, I think it was a great show. But I digress. Uh, next one. This one came out of nowhere, and I'm so freaking excited. Kingpin 2 is in the works from the Farrell, Far- Farley Brothers. Um, I love the first Kingpin. I'll never forget. I mean, how do you forget someone who has a fake hand and, and he gets stuck in a bowling ball? I mean, how, how do you forget that? Right. How yeah, do you and, forget and- Bill Murray? I mean. Being Bill Murray. A hard Bill Murray. I mean, that's the perfect. Uh, you could get nobody else that that can play that part. They probably just said, "Okay, Bill, here's what we want you to do, um, and here's the character. Go for it." You know, I don't even think we really need a stri- uh, script for you. Just take it and run. And I mean, the whole cast of characters was was great. I mean, because my favorite. So I I forgot. I cause I remember I forgot who played the Amish guy. Uh, and it was Randy Quaid. Yeah. I forgot that it was Randy Quaid. Yep. And it's funny because he's like, oh, man, you bowl, a, you know, your average is, uh, I forgot what it was, 240. Let's just throw out a number. And so, <laughs> and his thing through the whole thing is like, yeah, we're Amish. We do everything you do plus half as much, you know, 150%. And so he's like, oh, man, you bowl, you know, this is great. And then after like 10 frames, full game, he's like, I thought you bowled this. He's like, no, we do everything you do plus half as much. He bowls 15 frames. That's why his average is so high. Uh, it was so funny. Just the look on um, oh, uh, Woody Harrelson's face is like, oh, crap. Yeah, and, and it, oh, man, that, it, yeah, that's a good. It's, it, it, I, my dad's a bowler, so obviously it was in our rotation for stuff because he loved, he loves watching it. So... It's one of those things where it, I grew up watching it all the time. My dad legitimately loved that movie. And Woody Harrelson is great in that. Cause I think that was – what year was that? Let me look it back up real quick. Because Woody Harrelson – got to be mid-90s. Uh, I want to say it was like 94. I'll tell you right now because I still have it. 96. 
So Woody Harrelson in 96, I want to say, yeah. So he had just come off of the success of both Natural Born Killers and The People versus Larry Flint. Flint, So Larry Flint was the same year. So he was on a roll at that time because he did kind of die down because this was all after Cheers. Mm -hmm. And also Kingpin came out before The People versus Larry Flint. Wow. Oh wow. So he literally he would this so he went from Cheers to I'm gonna say this kind of so Doc Hollywood, White Men Can't Jump, Indecent Proposal, The Cowboy Way, Natural Born Killers, Kingpin, Person versus People versus uh Larry Flint, Welcome to Sarajevo, Wag the Dog. I mean, he was literally he, I didn't realize he was in the thin red line too. He literally had like he he was hitting on all cylinders there for a very long time. So that's actually kind of cool. I'm I'm kind of happy that uh, they're kind of bringing it back now. I don't know if you know it's very early, and with the Farley brothers, you know it could be it could be anything. You never know because I know that a lot of times this stuff gets leaked. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, you know what? We didn't see the response we wanted. So forget about it. So we'll see what happens. I loved the movie and I think the second one would be great. Yeah, no, exactly. And if you get the same directors on it, they're going to do this a uh, good job as well. Well, stay true. And hopefully like people hated the, the newest dumb and dumber when they came back. But I thought if, if you stick along the the line of, you know, keeping the character true to the character. I mean, Randy Quaid, I don't think he can be in it because I'm pretty sure he's got warrants or he's, he's off on parole or who knows. So we'll see what happens with that. But um, the next thing we have just real quick, I just wanted to mention it, but Rob Zombie has been rumored a long time that he's making a monsters movie. He just confirmed it. He's making a monsters movie. So I don't know if it's going to be comedic or horror, but we'll see what happens. It could be anything. Um, The next one, Tim put this on the list. And I was like, why does this name sound familiar? And oh my gosh. Um, so it's it's the eyes of Tammy Faye. And it's about the relationship of Tammy Tammy Faye Baker. And his name is, is it Billy Baker? Billy or Jim? I can't remember. Jim, I think it is. I think you're right. I think it's Jim. Who, this is the craziest part. Like, okay. So I had never even heard of this. And I'm seeing the trailer and I'm like, is that? I'm like, no, that that can't be. And, and I'm like, wait, is it? And so those who don't know, Tammy Faye Baker and um uh it is Jim Baker, televangelist. Turned out they were doing a lot of stuff that was not appropriate. Uh yeah. Well, and and you probably know a lot about well, not know a lot about Tammy Faye Baker, but she's always the one that had a lot of eyeshadow on and she'd yes. cry and like run down her face. No, yep. uh, you know, it was a common thing for, you know, people like, oh, you should get a little Tammy Faye Baker going on there. Well, and not just that, but she was always the one on TV doing the telephones. Yeah. That's what they were oh, well yeah. known for. Yeah. Ironic. This Here's a crazy part. This cast is phenomenal because Jessica Chastain is playing Tammy Faye Baker, which she looks, you can't tell it's her. And that's the same thing with the guy playing Jim Baker, which is Andrew Garfield. Who, when you see him in the very beginning, doesn't make sense. And what they do is, it looks like it's a peer, it's it's a over time. So it's when they first meet to where yeah. they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And what I love is 
is Vincent D'Onofrio's in this, and I'll watch anything he is. And he plays a character called Jerry Falwell. Uh, I'm gonna look him up real quick. But oh, that's okay. It has Jerry Falwell Jr., but I don't want a Jerry Falwell Jr. Jerry Falwell Sr. died in he died in 2007. So he yeah, was a it, pastor and educator, and you learn very early on about like about. I don't know if I don't know if it, how true everything is because the way they portrayed it that Tammy Faye was against literally everything that he said, like what this character, you know, Jerry Falwell senior said, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but he was a pastor, educator, evangelist, activist. And, um, uh, yeah. He, and I mean, and it's, yeah. it's one of those ones based on the true story or based on true events, however you want to do it. So, and it's made for a movie. So you're going to have some stuff where it's like, yeah, that happened, but it didn't happen in that, you know, aspect because we got to make it bigger and better or kind of draw it out a little bit because it is for, uh, you know, it is a movie. So, yeah. But I saw that all of a sudden just pop up on my Facebook because I was scrolling through that lunch. I'm like, hold on, wait. And I didn't have my volume on because I didn't have my headphones or whatnot. So I was just reading the subtitles and it seemed very interesting. I it, think it said it was coming to theaters. Yes. It, it's it looks it like you know I'm, I'm we're Catholic so you know we get a lot of hate for a lot of stuff and I, I apologize for everything you know you know ahead of time but um you know so we're church based and so we know like you know about televangelists you learn about them all the time because you see them on TV mm-hmm. and it was just crazy because you know um I remember when she passed because they her her and Jim Baker got divorced he's remarried. But it just felt like, I don't know, like she after they got divorced, I remember she seemed like a very different person. So um, that'll be very, very interesting to see. I'm excited to see that movie. And the other thing I'll be curious to see is if her family or camp or whatnot after the movie comes out and what their reaction. I feel like from the trailer, don't you feel like the family had input on how to portray her? Oh, I probably 100 percent it feels like it it feels like they're putting all the negativity on jim baker who ironically enough if you search his name have fun because it comes up with the fact that he was ordered last may or march to stop selling fake uh 19 treatments so yeah that's that's kind of personal deal with there uh the next one this will probably take up most of our time well most longer than everything anything else probably um Battlefield trailer. So they had the trailer to show what the game would be about, and they have released. It's called Battlefield 2042. Um, and then the game tra- gameplay trailer was going to drop on June 13th at E3. Now, I-, I saw it. So I saw it live when the countdown went on. I watched it. Tim sees me wearing my wearing my Stone Mountain shirt. I was watching his stream on Facebook to see the trailer. And um, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I told Tim, dude, you got to watch it. Go on YouTube, look, search it, and watch it. And Tim did. Well, then literally like 45 minutes, an hour after I told Tim to go watch it, Connor tells me there's not going to be a, 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 war, a battle royale mode or a campaign. And so basically all you're getting is a multiplayer, which, okay, you know, I, I get why you have a multiplayer only. It's been tried on multiple different things. I think 
can't remember which one one of the other call of dudes i want to say didn't have a campaign mode um which one was that i can't remember which, which was it advanced one. warfare i dude i, I don't know i'll look it up but how, how did you feel about 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 the trailer the the it's not gameplay it's just the trailer for the game itself yeah no i i mean so once again i have to preface it i was watched it at work didn't have my headphones so i couldn't hear anything you know any music or if they had any dialogue or whatnot on it so i was just straight basically watched it at you know mute um but i liked it it showed like any game not gameplay footage i guess it's not use gameplay trailer game trailer that comes out they're gonna put a jam a lot of stuff into it you know right from the beginning uh-huh. you see you know the little dog that falls down um you know a lot of different aspects of it as far as um and, and who knows it could just be footage from it you know can you fly that can you do this or is it going to be um you know so, something that you that you can't do or oh it looks like you're flying it but it's actually like a uav drone type deal it's like oh man i right. gotta, gotta fly it um but i actually i mean to be honest like you said it's not going to come with a, a battle royale type um uh play on a game mode or a campaign mode so i'm fine with no campaign mode because most of the time i don't play campaign mode um, Which I I do like I like campaign for for because so what like Call of Duty if you want to fine tune your your shooting and stuff and you're trying to maintain a good KD record, um you're not going to because if you're not familiar with the weapons and the systems the campaign mode familiarizes you with reloading and aiming down sight stuff like that. But I do get it and it was call it was Black Ops Four did not have a campaign it had a battle royale okay. mode it had zombies and it had multiplayer. So, you know, it's not the first time. So people are complaining and I'm like, yeah, I get it. Cause I think the problem is, is you have all these people out there who are like, dude, battlefields way better than call of duty, way better than call of duty. And then you haven't heard from battlefield in over a year. And then they drop this news. Mind you stone mountain whose shirt I'm wearing became famous because of battlefield. He was the CEO and he'd have his voice changer on and he would sound different to make it sound like he was talking through a radio. Well, you know, who knows? This could be false information too. They could basically say, well, then this is a standalone game like Black Ops is, like Modern Warfare was, and then they have a game they're creating. And so you have Warzone, which when you look at it, people don't call it Call of Duty, they call it Warzone. So maybe Battlefield's developing something else that we don't know about that we'll see more of in the gameplay trailer or that maybe they'll release at a later date. Yeah, no, exactly. And, you know, we say it's just a multiplayer mode, which yes, it is true. But on saying that, if you play, it's a 128 player multiplayer mode. So it essentially uh, is like a war. A BR. Yeah. And then, uh, because I forgot on the article that I have, it doesn't say it's like 128, uh, player battle on i think it's yes five uh the new xbox and or something like that and then it's 64 player on i think ps4 or don't quote me on that but it's 128 on one and 64 on the other so it's not a multiplayer like an eight on eight or 12 on 12 or anything like that so it's basically um a big 
Battle Royale without having it. They're just calling it multiplayer. So that's right. gonna, that's going to be cool. And it's going to kind of, with the campaign mode, they say, or what I, everything that I was kind of reading, that it'll um, incorporate that into like the multiplayer. How they're going to do that, I, I don't know. Um, especially if it's going to be like a you know battle royale big map type gameplay. I don't know how you would incorporate some type of campaign mode into it unless yeah. at the end of the match and it's like, oh hey, this happened or whatever. I I don't know, but I'm definitely excited for it. Um, what they say it's coming out October 22nd or something like that. Uh huh. And then early gameplay if you have EA Play or any. Um, October 15th. October, yeah. October. I know what I'm doing my birthday weekend. There, ex- exactly. So I got to make sure I uh, make some room on the uh, old uh, hard drive here. So that way I could, could download it. And, yeah. And, and like I was telling you before, you know, they, and I didn't even think about this until I was watching. Uh, I can't remember if it was a YouTube guy or it it was on YouTube, but it was an article that I read and he had like a little snippet in there of his Uh channel or whatnot. And like he was saying, he's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not getting hyped yet because this is just the trailer for it. They can make the trailer look fantastic, you know, and then you get to the the game or you watch people playing beta versions or gameplay versions of it. And it's all like we, we mentioned offline. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and like like Halo, you know. Yeah, and it's not that great. So he says, you know what? I'm reserving my judgment until that trade that gameplay trailer job drops on June 13th, and then I'll kind of give full reaction of trailer and of you know the gameplay on it. Uh-huh. Because w- with the gameplay, yeah, they could splice it up and make it look good or bad. And like you were saying, you know, they're on. You know, their servers, they got everything's fast, boom, boom, boom. And they say that at the bottom, they have the disclaimer at the bottom. Hey, this is, um, I forgot what they did on the PS5. You know, this is on a, basically their fancy wording for like, like you said, super fast, whatnot. Right. Um, they have faster processors. They can, they have everything modified because I guarantee they, so people don't realize they send a lot of the equipment to the, the manufacturer, the game manufacturers to see how it reacts, how, what they need to do, the specs and whatnot. And they could test it out kind of thing. So yeah. it's, it's like you said, we have to wait till July 3rd, June 13th to see the full extent of everything. But, you know, fingers crossed it's as good as that trailer was. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you have a dude who ejects out of a freaking fighter jet, launches a freaking bazooka at one chasing him, blows it up and lands back into the cockpit and then starts flying the jet again. So, I mean, that's hype right there. Yeah, so. no, exactly. And the other cool thing is, is guy jumps off a building as he's going through a whole bunch of guys that are have their parachutes up and he's just free falling. And then all of a sudden he like goes into almost like a like a dive yeah you know arms behind this you know legs tucked in or straight out almost like a superman yeah and then all of a sudden he opens up and he's got a wingsuit on he's got a wingsuit on it's like oh okay and then all of a sudden there's a tornado so oh no hurricane they said it's an f6 hurricane one that's never been seen before in the world they said that in the uh the one thing the uh 
not the trailer, but they had like the the when it was loading, it had like a, a chatter going on the oh. loading screen, and it said it was an F six hurricane. Yeah, no, and I... and we had a little bit of a interruption from my son, so we wanted to say goodnight to Tim and say what's up. But so overall, I think we both liked the the footage. Um, yeah, but. In reality, like you said, the gameplay trailer is all what matters. So, um, and I do know um, there was a large drop of 37 Ti graphics cards. So I'm sure those are going to go out like crazy for people to want to play this. Yeah, we need to try this next one live next time. So Apple SharePlay to allow users to stream Disney Plus and Hulu on FaceTime calls. When is that supposed to drop? I have. No clue. Actually, I just saw it. I saw it pop up and and put it on there. I didn't. Uh, be honest, did because that's it. one. That's one that I didn't even like. That's cute. Well, I mean, obviously, um, uh, the basic thing is we have the Netflix one already. The the watch thing. So uh, yeah. So what's what's Apple SharePlay? I think that's the new thing they're creating that's basically like that for Netflix that basically like you can it. watch. Okay. Yeah. Um, It'd be like for like Apple TV or something like that. Well, no, it's more of like um, SharePlay. I think it's basically like you can both watch at the same time. So um, let me double check it because that one I did not see on the list i didn't look at because i'm like i saw the trailer and i was like i need to watch that trailer um because app that's a big one apple share play to include disney plus hulu well obviously you know they're not gonna make them mad um yeah okay so when the ios update 15 comes out we'll be introducing share play for shared experience across platforms Apple users will be able to share experiences with one another through the new SharePlay while connected on FaceTime. Friends can listen to music together from Apple Music, watch TV shows and movies, as well as share their screens. That's pretty cool. Huh. And yeah, it works and across iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Oh, I mean, it would make, make sense. And this right here, the SharePlay platforms offer watch together options for ESPN Plus and Paramount Plus. And you can actually you, you share the controls, too. So you can actually pause it from either screen so someone wants to ask a question and whatnot oh that's cool dude but if you do it for espn plus uh wow. if you both have to have an espn plus account like if you have it and i don't hey oh because uh, technically because te oh yeah something came on or there's this on it exclusively for it let's Cause, uh because technically because te technically what you could do is you could cancel your HBO Max subscription. I'll you share that with you. You can get an ESPN Plus subscription, and we'll share it with each other. Yep. But it, right here it says part of the sharing ability will be with Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, Masterclass, which that one's huge. If people don't want Masterclasses. You can learn a lot of stuff from that stuff. They have different teaching courses and whatnot. Paramount Plus, Pluto TV, TikTok, Twitch, and many others are integrating SharePlay and other apps creating entirely new ways to connect. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow. Going all in. That's a game changer. Yeah. Um, that's, that's something that you don't honestly, um, you don't honestly ex expect. No, exactly. Oh, and if it's Disney plus, if you got 
the premiere pass, you could throw up, uh, hey, let's watch, uh, you know, Mulan or whatever the next one that comes out. Right. And, hey, I'm going to watch it with the wife this night, this time. Okay, cool. Boom, pop on, and there you go. Especially if you can get it, you know, get it through your phone, cast it to the TV, or if you have, you know, any any of it, anything hooked up to the TV, then watch it. And like you said, with having the, the controls or whatnot as well, that's... Yeah, and I, I mean, because technically, you could actually screencast this, so you could screencast it to your TV that's eligible. Yep. So that's going to be big for families, man. That's going to be huge. Well, and with everything, obviously, hopefully, we're on the backside of the pandemic here. But what the pandemic did do is, if you weren't able to get together, you know, you either FaceTime, Zoom, Skype, whatever it was, doing mm-hmm. it on- Ironically, well, uh, I know a buddy of mine, their family got together and one's in Germany, one's in Montana and one's, you know, and every Sunday at this time they would all get on. And so the, the crazy thing is, is the one in Germany, it was like six at night, but it was like nine o'clock here or whatever the time difference was. But basically they like just had dinner and like here we would just have breakfast. Um, but if know for like a, okay hey once a month we're going to do a family movie night or something like that because maybe you're not going to do it every week and boom there you go yeah hmm. that's that's like you say yeah that's a game changer so i mean yeah. i'm excited for it i think we'll have to test it out once it's official i don't i know my phone just updated but i don't think it was 15 um oops wrong thing about 14.6. So basically, usually when they do that, they're getting ready for the next one. So, okay. All right. Next, we're going to go to uh, we have the new trailer for uh, Disney Plus series, The Monsters at Work. I didn't watch it because I'm still waiting. I've been kind of delaying on trailers lately because we get like seven or eight different trailers and they just put them all together. So if you want to check that out, go to our Facebook page or Facebook group. We have them both on there. It's um, uh- I, I recommend checking it out. It's a good one. Yeah, it I is going to set up the series really well. I mean, we already know, obviously, from monsters, scare isn't as powerful as laughter. So in this one, and we knew it from the trailer, doesn't spoil anything or surprise anything on it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but it's the new hot shots in town. It's kind of like monster monsters. You were. Uh-huh. Um, Sully was the hot shot, and he was like the legacy, you know, big scared. Mike wasn't, where, you know, now it's kind of like reverse the roles, where, you know, Sully's not the scare, where it's laughter. Mike Wazowski's kind of, you know, oh, yeah, short, funny one. Well, That's so, right, yeah, you know, they it, so it's transitioned into that, where this one, here comes the new hot shot in. Um, hey, I'm here to scare, and they all laugh. <laughs> what do you mean? Scaring's out. And you see his look in his face like, oh, man. So they have to train him how to not be a scarer, but how to do laughter, and it snowballs from there. So it seems mm-hmm. like it's pretty cool. And it's got, you know, obviously Billy Crystal back, um, John Goodman already. But no, it's. They're back? Yep. Yep. I did not know that. I thought they would get some sound alikes. Nope, nope. It's it's both of them, and um, 
and you see characters from the the previous movies uh, as well in there, like Roz and whatnot. So, no, it's it was good. That one I did um, watch on my computer at lunchtime. They had headphones to it. So, wow, they legit got Bonnie Hunt, Mindy Kaling, Aisha yep. Tyler, Henry Winkler, Ben yep. Feldman, and obviously Billy Crystal and John Goodman. John Ratzenberger is going to be in it too. Oh man, they got the whole crew in there, and Kelly Marie Tran. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, it lo- it looks it looks really good, and they did a good job with the uh, with the trailer. So I can't remember when that series comes out. I think it's later, July second. Oh, I guess faster than what I thought it was. Yeah, this is. Original air date, July 2nd. So, it actually, it's everywhere on July 2nd. That's the first I've ever seen that. Perfect. Now I know what I'm doing coming back from my uh, our anniversary vacation. Yeah, you'll be watching that, that. That July 4th weekend. Yeah, so uh, we'll look forward to that. Um, this one was not a shocker after last weekend. Uh, last week, Disney's Cruella has Cruella uh, sequel already in the works because it was such a big success. And um, despite some people saying stupid stuff about it and being rude because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, it's it's dumb because of this. And they're, they're glorifying a villain. And I'm like, well, you know, that's that's kind of how things are going now is they're not glorifying. They're like, hey, here's what's going on. Well, it's a backstory. It's the same thing as like with um people feeling sympathetic with Killmonger in Black Panther because you should feel sympathetic for that person. You shouldn't feel sympathetic. You shouldn't feel uh, be okay with what they do because of what happened to them, but you can understand why they're doing what they're doing. So it's, I, I need to watch it. It looks fantastic. So they are talking about a second one. Um, the next thing we have is they do have a full list of the attractions to be featured on behind the attractions on Disney plus Tim, do you have that list? Yeah, it's going to be 10 of them, so just really quick. Jungle Cruise, Haunted Mansion, Star Tours, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, going into Mission Breakout, so I'm sure it's going to hit both of them. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, the Castles, which that one would be cool. Disneyland Hotel, Space Mountain, Small World, Small World, Trains, Trams, and Monorails, and the Hall of Presidents. Now, I wonder if they're going to do both. I bet you they're going to do all, all of them. Uh, as far, Yeah. As far as all of them in that realm, it's not just going to be Haunted Mansion from just Disneyland. I right. bet it's probably going to be from all of them because each one of them is you know, different. Yeah, exactly. Especially Haunted Mansion because Haunted Mansion, they all have different names for the uh, yeah. the different ones. Yeah, you got Phantom Manor and um, another one. But uh, instead of saying Mansion, it's Manor and whatnot. So, and fun fact is, which I did not know this, Dwayne Johnson is an executive producer on it. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's the Jungle Cruise aspect of it. Like I guess I, th- I think yeah. he's wanting to get in the documentary side of stuff. So, um, no, exactly. So it's cool that, and uh, like I said, I'm assuming they're going to hit all attractions and all the parks, um, that have reference to that name. So, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, um, and remember, these are an hour long, too, so it's not a, you know, 20, 30 minute type deal. It's going to be a yeah. a good uh, in-depth one um, on it. Now, I hope they don't do 
like a I hope it's an Imagineer or right. someone like an Imagineer that's taking us through it and not the oh hey I'm so and so from this TV show and like asking the questions with the Imagineer right because I mean well um, I mean Disneyland is 51 years old so yeah I mean and just you know there's only three there's three names so it's Haunted Mansion and Disneyland Magic Kingdom and Tokyo Disneyland in Disney Paris, it's Phantom Manor, and in Hong Kong Disneyland, it's Mystic Manor. Yep, that's what it was. Yep. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited, especially since they released the attractions, and I'm excited for all of them. Um, and they hit a pretty good, I mean, all all the popular ones, um, and even like I said, you know, Hall of Presidents. That should be an interesting one, depending on, because that could be a kind of a controversial one as well depending on which way you go uh, or lean on that hopefully they stay out of politics that much and more so just the reasoning behind it um anyhow but yeah you know trains trams and monorails that one's interesting as well as long as you know along with the castles and disneyland hotel Ooh, i want to go to the one in um hong kong because it's not they don't have ghosts in that one the haunted mansion they don't they're um the mystic manor they don't have ghosts the no. one because due to difference in traditional chinese culture yep um basically the attraction tells the story of lord henry mystic and his monkey albert having yep. recently acquired an enchanted music box with the power to bring inanimate objects to life albert opens the box and brings all of the house artifacts to life the attractions Exterior is that of a large Victoria mansion, an elaborate Queen Anne architectural style, and the experience features a trackless ride system and musical score by Danny Elfman. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's no, pretty that cool. Is, if you want to watch a good ride through, that one is a good one because you get, um, like I said, the monkey kind of takes you through it, or the haunted mansion in Disneyland. It's kind of like you see, you notice the crow in a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, with it being trackless, is cool, and a lot of projection mapping as well like you said that brings those rooms to life and it's not an omni mover system so you could actually have scenes come to life uh, uh, yeah no that that one's really cool hmm. uh next thing we have is storyteller statue and autotopia disney hallmark christmas open ornaments are available july 10th um for those that don't know it this is almost like a pin drop like legitimately it's insane how um, people get for these um, for these ornaments, man. I remember my stepmom would get a book of them, and they'd be like, "It's like a, it's like a mad dash to get to them." Yep, exactly. And then you'd circle the ones that okay, which one do you want? Because yep. I think my brother would always get Star Wars, I think, and I I forgot what I would get, but. You know, and this was back in the day when we were young, where instead of having like three or four to choose from, it's like one or two. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you get the book, and then we go through and circle the one that we want, and that's what we get. Circle so one. my my mine is um uh uh I had my favorite one I got was I got I got the Princess Amadala's or Queen Amadala's ship from. Um, the Phantom Menace, and then I also have a Scooby Doo one where you wind it up. Shaggy and Scooby are running; their legs run, 
And it has, they're carrying a suitcase that looks like the mystery machine. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And the cool thing is with those two, they were kind of like the first ones that I would remember that would plug into a light and you would press it and it would do some type of, you know, like Luke, I'm your father or, um, you know, it would light up and it looks like the, the plane was flying or. Uh, they also had the ones too where it would be like you would plug it in and it was like a house and you could see the family eating dinner, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. So, uh, and last thing in the regular pile before my, my little thing is uh, construction continues on Super Nintendo World in Universal Studios Hollywood. So, um, I think it's supposed to open next year, but I mean, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And that one, I just kind of threw it in there because we haven't hit on it in a while and it's starting to, you can really start to see it take shape now they don't have any facades or anything but just steel structures yeah uh, before they they start um doing the facades or, or putting up uh plywood and whatnot so it uh and it's cool since they already have it in hong kong you could see what um what everything's going to be yeah just so we'll see what happens then the last thing i want to talk about is um I watched today. I was off today from work, and I um I watched the new the first episode of Loki, and um I wholeheartedly think you should watch this one, Tim, because you don't need to be a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to understand what's going on, because they basically explain everything when you're watching it. So I think this is phenomenal. It's a great first episode. I am excited for it, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Every Wednesday. So legitimately it's cool because today's Thursday. So it came out yesterday. So I could technically watch that to Thursday and then Friday watch Bad Batch. So it's kind of cool for that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so next we go into the Disney part of it. A lot less of stuff because everything is kind of going crazy. Everything's reopening over in Florida. So uh yeah. yeah. So the first thing is. Disney is now encouraging guests to enter Avengers Campus before placing a mobile order at Disney's California Adventure. That makes a lot of sense because you can't get in without a, a getting capacity to in. Well, did you hear the debacle about that when it first opened as well? No. Um, as far as mobile ordering and whatnot. So, before, or when it first opened, obviously they did the virtual queue like they did at um, uh, uh, Batu. Galaxy's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, where you basically had to, it's, it's like a virtual queue to get into the land. Um, so people, you know, oh, I didn't get in, but I want to eat something at, you know, the shawarmas uh, or, yeah. or the test kitchen or, or whatnot. Well, boom, I'll mobile order it. Then they get up, it's like, hey, my order's ready, and you go in there and get food. And some cast members like, oh, you know, oh, do you have a reservation uh, to get in? No. And they say, oh, nope, sorry, you can't do it. Other ones are like, okay, go in there, get it, and come out, or however it was. Sometimes they got in, sometimes they didn't. Right. Or I guess now it's like, or people would um, do, they place their order, but they were, and they were already in the Avengers campus, and they were afraid, if I leave, I'm not going to be able to get in. So they would maybe do their stuff that they did first thing in the morning, go on Web Slingers, check out, you know, a couple shows, right. but not that yeah. we're there, but say their food wasn't going to be ready until two o'clock and it's noon 
or 11 o'clock. And it's like, okay, well, I'm already done with everything here in the land. I guess it was just a lot of people that were just kind of waiting around, sitting at tables because they had their mobile order that they wanted to get, like you said, or the shawarma or the test kitchen, whatever it is. They didn't want uh-huh. to leave. They didn't know if yeah. they were going to get back in and do it. Well, I guess, you know, one of the things on the fly, um, like, like everything to make it a better experience or just kind of tidy up around the edges was with this, where now they're encouraging guests to mobile order once they're into events campus. So it sounds like <laughs> that if you mobile order outside, um, you're not going to be able to pick it up unless you are inside. So that's crazy. I, th- I thought that was interesting. And I didn't hear anything about that, you know, in the first couple of days, but um, it probably just took a little while. To I mean, well, I think the big thing was, is if you, so if you got in, like you said, right away, you weren't going to try, if you couldn't get onto Web Slingers or any of the stuff experiences right off the get-go, you more than likely were going to just sit there and wait and probably get into a line and wait for food. Yep. So that's probably why you didn't hear too much about it because people were actually waiting for the yeah the food yep. right there. Yep, exactly. Oh, and just a quick little thing I actually saw um, today about virtual queuing and Web Slingers and Rise of the Resistance. So you cannot hold both at the same time nope um but they do it twice a day so you can get them twice a day yeah so if you have a well if you have one park one day pass you're only going to be able to do one or the other because they're both in different parks um so if you don't get it the first one wait till the second one if you don't get it sorry um Uh or if you get it on the first one (laughs) let's just use disneyland Say you get Rise of the Resistance um, right when it opens at 7 o'clock. Okay, perfect. Uh, and then, but if you are a group and you get called before the noon time happens, you can try for it again. Right. You only hold one. So now if you have a park hopper and you start out in, let's say, California Adventure. Start out there. So the 7 o'clock one, you don't need to be in the park. But if you have a one day because you tell them which park you can go to. You can't have uh-huh. a one day in Disneyland and try for Web Slingers and say no. Right. There. But you don't have to, your ticket doesn't have to be checked in to do the 7 o'clock one. Okay. If, you have a park, if you have a park hopper and you say, hey, we're going to go to California Adventure. So you get the Web Slinger in the morning. Okay, cool. It gets to noontime, and if you've already ridden it, then you get one at noon at uh for rise of the resistance but i think you have to be checked into that park well the only thing that would be would suck though is wouldn't you want to be checked into the park because if you can't get in and you have the pass for it that might screw up your chances of getting into the other ride later on oh yeah no, exactly but if you have uh like a web leaders and you really wanted to ride rise of the resistance well you either don't write it because you have the one or you drop that virtual queue for the web slingers and try to get the other one. So you can't, um, you know, try to, I guess, play the system or whatnot. It's either one or the other. Yeah. I saw that today because a lot of people are like, oh, well, if I got park hopper and I got this one at this time, but I'm not on it, but then I'm going right. to raise the resistance at the other time, you know, have web slingers in the morning. Rise of Resistance in the afternoon, but I haven't been on this one. And then blah, blah, it's like, nope, you can only hold one at a, at a time with those those rides. 
Well, yeah. make sure make sure you guys know this stuff so that way you can you can figure this out. And then next we have um, so it says mobile orders were suspended at Shawarma Palace in Avengers Campus. Um, isn't that Shawarma Palace just like a cart? Yeah, which surprised me that they had mobile ordering in the beginning. Which maybe they thought it was going to be a pop, very popular. So, but it didn't. I guess it didn't last that long. Well, because it was, I think I felt like it was too gimmicky because no one knows what sh- the shawarma thing is. It's a reference to the first Avengers film. At the very end, they're eating shawarma. And I think yeah. um, Robert Downey Jr. mentions it every once in a while. So, okay. Um, oh, so, and then this one is kind of cool. So if you've watched the show, Loki in Time Variance Authority Prisoner Outfit coming to Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure. That's exciting. So they'll probably add it to the show, something to do with that. So that's pretty cool. So actually with that, it's actually kind of changed a little bit. I, really? It, it's not coming. It's there. I saw pictures oh. today of okay. posting it with his Time Variance outfit. Well, so, that's pretty awesome. So yeah, it doesn't spoil anything because it's in the trailer that he's in the jumpsuit. So you get yeah. Um, uh, uh, August Cantina, Lamplight Lounge, brunch, and more restaurants reopening this month at Disneyland Resort. So that's exciting because uh, Ogas is doing really good uh, in Disney World. So I know they're going to start killing it because everyone wants that blue milk, man. Yeah. So just just really quick on it, since there's actually you know a couple of them there. Um, so Ogas Canteen opens on the 17th. You can start booking on the 14th. So California Adventure, like you said, um, brunch returning Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Um, but it says only at, on July 9th. So I don't know what what that means. That Lamplight Lounge um, might be starting on it. Anyways, um, reservations for that will open on the 14th. Uh, Wine Country Tutoria starting on June 14th for uh, July 17th opening. Tiki Juice Bar, mobile order opening. 17th, Docking Bay Food and Cargo, mobile order available on the 17th. Alien Pizza Planet, mobile order on June 17th. And Rancho de Zocalo Restaurant, um, no mobile order on June 17th. So, a lot so of- you guys need to get your orders in. But, yeah, nope, it's good that a lot more um, stuff is opening. And as everything, they're really pushing mobile order, but... What I've heard is if you are going to mobile order, it's maybe weird, but they say mobile order everything in the beginning of the day because you choose the times that you want to um, eat at that, at that restaurant. Or that's pick pretty up. awesome. Um, and then you say, you know, oh, hey, it's not that your food will be done at that time. It's okay. Um I'm ready for my food to be, you know, start start getting done. Like you, like you place your order at that time, so you kind of get your spot in line, and then you say, "Okay, I'm ready." Then they start making it. Then you go and pick it up because, say, at noon, hey, I want to eat at, um, I don't know, somewhere, Lamplight Lounge or whatever. Your next um, window may not be until five, six, seven, eight o'clock. So it's like, oh. Well, I really don't want to wait that long for that. So, um, or what I've heard a lot too is, oh, hey, it's dinner time, six o'clock. I want to let's check this out. Oh, they don't have one available until nine o'clock, or they don't have any available. So they say it's kind of weird, but if you kind of know where you want to eat, do it first thing, so that way you get your spot in line, a reservation spot in kind of the virtual line, 
And then when it comes up, oh, hey, I'm ready to let's start heading over there. Yeah. Boom. Click your order in and then they start making it. So by the time you get there, it's, you know, it takes, I don't know, 10, 15, 30 minutes, depending on how popular it is. Um, instead of ordering it at that time and you don't know, you know, your window could be three hours away from there. So that's kind of what, what I've heard. And some people that don't know that get frustrated because before you can mobile order and usually maybe the longest you would have to wait is an hour if it's something that's popular. Or now, um, and and that's during dinner time. So you want to eat at six? Oh, they don't have anything till seven. Okay, hey, that's fine. Where now it's like they have nothing until nine, ten o'clock, or they don't have anything at all. So, well, and I do fine. know that I I do know that um, like a lot of the stuff, like reservation wise, we always used to always so. Uh, What's the what's the Carnation Cafe? We would always eat there like either two o'clock or like six thirty ish. Like if you those are good times. So if you had late lunch or an early dinner, it was always a good time to go because we would plan accordingly. We you know we change your eating habits to make make sure you get it. So I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of people that are going to be super excited to having all of them. I think it's smart too to open a bunch of them at the same same time of the like of the month because then you're opening up the different options for eating so i think that's a great yep. idea yep, exactly. um the next thing is a space 220 restaurant will finally open fall 2021 at epcot this is one we talked about before that basically um didn't it was, it was it's been worked on for like what like four or five years yeah it's been it's the one <laughs> yeah exactly and it's uh supposed to be like you're dining at the space station and you look right. out windows are like you're in space right oh, yeah i think like i don't know if it's a quote-unquote elevator that takes you up which is like a rocket but anyways you come in you check in you're on earth and then you get transported a la i don't know if it's a flight of stairs or an elevator or whatever the system is and then you are come to the, the space station and it's almost like, uh, oh, what's the, like the Space Needle or whatnot? Yes. Instead of looking out over Seattle, you're over space. So, yeah. that, that'll finally open. That'll, I that'll know be that, fun. Um, at least atmosphere-wise, pretty cool. Yeah. So, and the next thing we got, too, is, so they've already, they've they've changed. So, the, uh, the Pygmy Hut at uh, Jungle Cruise, which is where they have the Pygmy Heads stuck, is now a shack that's basically called Boats and Baits and Bites, which is that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, pretty generic. Trying to get away from trying to be more uh, culturally sensitive, I would say. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And I had to go back and look at this because where the pygmy hut was, it kind of sits back. It's not up close at the water's edge. Right, right. Where in the heck is this pygmy hut at? Then once I saw it, and like you said, they got the the heads there i'm like okay now i know where it's at but it's, it's, after, like, it's usually right after trader sam uh yeah 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 it's like the last one before before yep. you come in and um i guess they took the hut out first and it looked weird because there was just a big open space there uh-huh. and then they put um the boats baits bites shack in there so and i That's guess they say cool. it, it fits perfect in that that area which it should because they paid it for it. So, 
it's well, that's pretty cool every every now and again i mean uh you know every couple times a month it looks like they're always doing oh this is coming oh this is coming so the other one that i put in here is i guess the poll with the new uh explorers and whatnot on it is uh-huh. uh is working so i don't know if they just put it in there and it wasn't like they weren't moving up and down and now i saw that they're moving so yeah so uh we got that which i'm excited for that i like the new updates um this one is typical the next two things it's just three things the next three things just uh Guest report issues with purchasing tickets to Disney After Hours Boo Bash. Even event does not have a website to buy tickets. So, super. Yeah. And you all know, even when they have a website to buy tickets, you got people on the phones, and the phones get backed up. Well, now you take that website option out of there, what do you think is going to happen? The phones are going to get jammed. Yep. The lowest time that I saw was two and a half hours before they could get their tickets. That's crazy, man. So, yeah. And especially with it being the first after hours, first, you know. And it's not even, it's not even a real after hours event, just so people know. They're not going to be handing out candy. There's not going to be anything normal at this event, which I thought was weird. That well, they're promoting it, it this hard, and it's not what you would think it should be. Yeah, it'll be after hours. It just right. won't be what it normally uh, No. Correct. on it so but i guess they're still uh you know very popular but when you don't have a website option which you could oh get in a virtual queue if you see this little thing happening that means you're in it if you don't you know refresh your page uh but if you're in the in the queue on the website just wait and it'll you got your place in line it just may take a while um so then that way you could kind of set it and not necessarily forget it, but you're not on the phone on hold. So, yeah. yeah, that's very interesting, especially with knowing that this is probably going to be popular because A, it's after hours and B, it's a Halloween party. Even with nothing, no uh, candy or anything like that. Right. Everyone goes Google for Gaga on any type of after hours deal. That's true because they kind of feel like they're getting something special, you know. Yep, I get it. Yep. Exactly. Um, the next thing, Disney Skyliner had yet another accident. So, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, those things can't stop having issues. It's literally, and the worst part is that they're running into each other. I don't know how the system works, but it keeps happening over and over and over again. Yeah, but then I mean, it, it, it's bad that they're running into each other. But from everything that I've seen especially with the other accidents nobody has gotten seriously injured it's not like somebody's halfway out of it and gets hit and it knocks into the ground or anything like that i think it's just when they come into the carousel to wrap around yes one's already slowed down the other one is is slowing down and you know they they bump they they bump each other it's not like one's coming in full blast and the other one is stop their stationary um but yeah yet again uh, that's and it, it shuts it down for like a week and a half two weeks sometimes when they do this yep yeah exactly and i don't know if it's they have too many um uh, i don't know what you would call them too many buckets on there where they need more room when they come into 
they get bunched up there at like the load and offload. I I don't know, but something. I feel like they start getting behind and they start running in like crazy. Yep. And our last topic of the night: there was a power outage that closed most attractions at Disney's Animal Kingdom again. Now, mind you, there's only a handful of attractions. One of them uses probably quite a lot, of, quite a bit of power. The um, Avatar area of the park. But I mean, really, what you know? What I mean, I don't understand how they have that many issues. Yeah, exactly. And it sounded like is it happened one day, and the next day it was still um, still down for the full day, if not most of the day. So it wasn't just uh, oh, hey, down for a couple hours, or it happened later in the day. It's just easier to close everything down the whole night, you know, the rest of the day and the night to get it going. Right. But that it even affected the the next day so yeah whatever happened it must have been something big or that they didn't feel it was safe enough to to get it going um for the next day so well and i feel i feel like animal kingdom there's not much light there like there's not a lot of bright lights so they probably aren't able to work on stuff as effectively you know what i mean yeah no exactly but like you said power outage closes it again so it seems like that it's a an ongoing problem where maybe they they think they have a fix and then something else you know you're you're only as strong as your weakest link so yeah, what maybe is strong before now has become um the weakest link but i i don't know i just saw that and since it wasn't just a you know a one day or a couple hour type deal that it ran into the next day um, is really surprising because you don't see it that often um, at Disney. Yeah, yeah. Usually, I mean, if you see something, if you see something, not like the power goes out. I've seen it a couple times. The power go out, and it'll be down for maybe an hour, and they'll they'll have to run stuff through. Um, but other than that, you never see it go down for that long. So it must have been something pretty serious. Yeah, exactly. So that's all we have for you this week. I want to thank you all for listening. Mr. J, Tim's going to kind of try and get you some stickers. He needs, he should have gotten to you already, but he forgot them at home. So um, we want to thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you go to Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R.ee slash FOMOCastGaming. Uh, check it out. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We greatly appreciate it. For the FOMOCast, I am Chris. I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time.